Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Welcome to another one of these. It's America's team. That's Tristan Rines, Dylan Reed. I'm Austin York. Unfortunately, we're not going to be covering another Cowboys playoff game this season because the Cowboys laid an egg in San Francisco 19-12. And they're out of the playoffs for the second straight year at the hands of the 49ers. Very disappointing game. Probably we could go on for two or three shows about what went wrong in this game. But uh, I, I really think personally that this game can really be pinpointed to one particular player, one particular thing. I'm going to save that for myself. You probably agree with it to some degree. I'll start with Dylan. What were your takeaways from that sickening loss or, or what things stood out to you in, in that game? Well, I mean, a few things stuck out, uh, stuck out to me. I mean, for one... It was a close game. I mean, a loss. I don't want that as a Cowboys fan, but it was a close game, so at least there's that. Another thing, that st- and that's because of the defense. I think that's what really stood out to me. I think Tank Lawrence probably had his best game of the season. Um, Micah Parsons played every single snap on defense. That's the first time this year we've seen him do that, so that was pretty incredible. I don't think we've—actually, I don't, I don't know if there's another defender in the NFL that's done that at all this year, so that's pretty cool. Um, now the negative, obviously, we lost and we're not in the playoffs anymore. That's huge. But another one that really stood out to me is the last three minutes of the game. I've watched the last three minutes of the game four times just because I really, really wanted to digest this because <laughs> I'm a psychopath. But, 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 but because it really blew me away because you look at that moment when we have three minutes left and you think to yourself – well, I've seen Dak Prescott author a ton of uh, two-minute drill kind of situation. We've seen him do it all the time. Certainly he'll do it here. And so I go back and I watch the plays and I, and I look at the play choices and the play designs. And I come away thinking it reminded me so much of last year. It makes my stomach hurt. I, it's not just that we didn't execute at the quarterback position. It's that Every single route that every single receiver is running, like it's not just that it's like odd, it's that it doesn't make sense to me. And the run plays that we're calling with Zeke at this point, when we know that we'd honestly get more out of Malik Davis at this point, we're first and ten handing the ball to Zeke Elliott. I just, like I said, I 
watch it a so ton. basically Kellen Moore is, is yeah, he's yeah, got a problem Ke- with Kellen Moore. Kellen and Dax st- stood out to me. And I'll say one more thing that really stood out to me is, and I know we've talked about this a ton off air. Look, huge Diggs fan. Love Diggs. Brilliant corner. Great ball skills. But I believe that the most crucial play in this game was the Kittle bobble catch that, quite frankly, Diggs could have broken up with one hand had he even attempted to do anything with that play. I mean, he literally turned away from the player and made a business decision not to make any physical contact. And I love Diggs, but we do play— we're talking about tackle football. I mean, I'm not trying to be ridiculous, but we are talking about a sport where you tackle people. You have to eventually tackle someone if you're going to play in the NFL. And I mean— I'm sorry, man. I mean, that was, to me, going back and watching this game over and over and over again, that's the most crucial moment in the game. Yeah, and that's a, if you remember last week, that was the one guy I said I, I kind of was worried about him coming into this game. He had not very played, played very physical football in the last three weeks. He hadn't really covered that well in the last mm. uh, three weeks. And we needed everyone to be playing at top notch because we didn't have a lot of margin for error as you saw in that game and we made a lot of errors. Tristan, did you pull something away? I don't know. What did you pull away from this that that was unlike his or or did something jump out for for you that just we're not thinking about right? I mean, now? how how do I paint a better picture of the unfortunate loss than Dylan just did, honestly? I mean, kudos to you, man. You you really you really put it out there. Um I I have to agree with a lot of those points. The defense really was, in my opinion, not the, the, the reason they lost this game. I mean, you can only do but so much to stop that attack. If I if I told you going into this game you were going to hold the 49ers to 19 points, I feel like a lot of Dallas Cowboy fans were going to be pretty I'll optimistic with yeah. that yeah. number. Yeah. Absolutely. Unfortunately, San Francisco obviously just happens to have a, a little bit of a better defense and held Dallas to 12 points. Um, what really sticks out to me here, I mean, it was something I touched on last week, which was the turnovers. Unfortunately, just a couple of costly turnovers, and then a just general lack of execution when you needed those plays. Uh, great players make great plays in big-time games, right? Unfortunately, being a good player, making good plays, isn't enough to win games in the playoffs. Well, that's absolutely the case. I think the thing that makes me most sick is that this game was a very winnable game. I thought mm-hmm. San Francisco played very average. I didn't think they played spectacular. I, I thought that Brock Purdy came back down to earth in a major way, and that was a lot to do with our defense. I don't want to discredit San Francisco's defense, but I thought we moved the ball at times pretty decently against them. The The issue comes down to one guy, and it's Dak Prescott, end of story. And I, I have a hard time. You, If we're doing a pie chart, I could give him maybe 85 90%, then maybe 5% on Kellen, and then maybe the other on Something else, but digs one percent or something. Yeah, maybe. But the, the bottom line is, Dak looked like garbage. And what's so ridiculous to me is that this is the same Dak Prescott that we saw last year in the in this against the same team. It's almost a mirror image. And all the Dak haters were saying, "This is an easy call here. Dak sucks. Dak sucks." And and my, I feel. Like, I feel personally <laughs> attacked a little bit, a little bit. Gut because I s- stood up for this guy all year. And even in the back of my mind, I thought, wow, man, he's going to really have to. I think he could do it. But there was always that doubt that creeped in. And the moment that game started, you can just, I don't know what it is about Dak's face, but he looks lost when he is lost. He shows it on his face. There's no confidence there. 
and it was early on in that game. I thought Brock Purdy was begging people to pick him off. Yeah. He was doing that against Seattle. We couldn't take advantage of it. Deron Bland had an interception he didn't make. Shrayvon Diggs had a oh, he and really should have had that interception one. that he just dropped. I mean, again, you've got to take advantage of those things. Brock Purdy, we did, we made him uncomfortable. But then on offense, I mean, how many bad reads did Dak make? How many bad throws did Dak make? And then you talk about the turnovers. Those were crucial. Those were the game right there. And then he could have made another one that was he was lucky as hell wasn't picked off. So I'm looking at Dak Prescott, and I'm like, God, man, this is this is embarrassing that a I believe a top-10 quarterback played that badly again, very similar to how he played in the last playoffs. And everyone was right. He's so inconsistent. He can't he can't keep the turnovers from from happening, no matter how hard he tries or how many times he watches the film. It's just, and I what really worries me is I don't know if he can get better. And I'll start with Tristan here. Based off what we've seen in this this team, where do you think the team needs to go first and foremost? What's the first thing if you were to sit down and analyze this team and forget all the coaches for a moment? Sure. But let's say, where do you see the biggest deficiency for this team getting over the hump? I mean, getting over the hump, well, we've talked obviously a lot about Dak so far, um, but it's being good. But again, like I even mentioned a little bit ago, I hate to repeat, but being good, not great, right? Yeah, He's good. Well, that's absolutely, very good at times. That's, that's but, the major yeah. But that is point. the issue, right? Yeah. I mean, is this is this guy able to elevate this roster as it stands into Super Bowl uh, NFC Championship, I mean, really decisively winning a lot of these games. He has flashes during the regular season. That's well and good. I mean, you, you, they lost only, what, five games this season. Mm-hmm. Um, the Cowboys have a lot of very good pieces, but when push comes to shove, is Dak Prescott great? Is he going to take over that game? Does he make those decisions? Does he lead you in crunch time? So far, that hasn't been the case. But I digress off of Dak Prescott. If you're looking outside of the quarterback position, and, my, and we probably let's let's preface this, that's probably where we need to because Dak's not going anywhere. He's not going yeah, anywhere on he, that he's, money. He's on. So a what huge do you see? Yeah. So if you're Big looking outside money. of the quarterback situation, right? I mean, you have to hope mentality he gets better. But anyway, I think if you're going to find some areas to improve as Dallas, I mean, a a, a, a real guy in the back back end, the secondary. I mean, maybe a, a guy, another guy opposite of uh, of Trayvon. Diggs. Uh, maybe a, a real, real guy at safety. Um, uh, those are two areas that I, in my opinion, you, you maybe want to go target. Uh, maybe in this NFL draft, offseason, free agency, whatever. Um, just reinforcing that defense. Reinforcing that defense. It, it absolutely, it can't help or work, or excuse me, can't get worse, right? Like yeah. it, it's going to get even better. Um, double down on that. Defense wins championships, right? So, I mean, if you're going to go in one direction, go to your strengths. All right, you gonna get you got something else? I mean, that's the that's the one thing I have for now. Well, I want to ask you real quick before we get into yours: Is there any way at all that Dallas has that conversation about number four? Well, do we think about could we ever move on from or mm-hmm. maybe drafting someone to, to light a fire, maybe something like that? Well, I will say this, okay? So Vince Lombardi once famously said, draft a quarterback every single year. You really should draft a quarterback every single year. You really should. Now, does that mean a high-level draft pick? Does that mean you're taking a quarterback in the second round every year? No, obviously not. 
But look at a team like San Francisco. Brock Purdy wasn't supposed to even be a part of this roster. They're just like getting down to the end of the draft. They're like, oh, you know what? We haven't drafted a quarterback yet. We've addressed all our, all our other areas of need. Let's just get one just in case. So I love the idea of drafting a quarterback just for the sheer fact that you should always be molding and getting a quarterback ready. Maybe he can be Dak's backup. Maybe he'll be even better than Dak. Now, the idea of moving Dak Prescott does sound crazy, I know, because of his contract. And I'm not necessarily advocating for that. I actually still believe they can win a Super Bowl with Dak Prescott. But I will say this about Dak. After this next year, which it also should be noted that this year is when he becomes that thing that everyone's been saying he is for the last three years. This year... His cap is huge. Yeah. Yes, this year, 23-24, he actually becomes a $40 million quarterback. But at the end of this next season, 2023-2024, you can actually, which I know that I can do this, but this is a part of could you move Dak. At the end of that next, this next season, you can actually save $13 million if you were to cut Dak Prescott. And like I said, you're not going to cut him. This is just something to keep in mind if you were to entertain the idea of trading Dak Prescott, okay? So his salary hit $39 million. Or no, I'm sorry, his dead cap, which means that's how much the Cowboys are going to have to pay regardless. But his salary hits 52 So you cut him, you don't have to pay him out his salary. The reason I'm even bringing up these numbers is this. If you were to trade or attempt to trade Dak Prescott... What you would do is you would split that with another team, his current salary, and then you would give them that out with that $13 million savings. That's the only reason I'm even bringing that up. And I'm not saying we should trade Dak. I'm just saying it's important. That they may start entertaining that idea. Or they, they're, yes. they're definitely aware of it. Yeah, I'm just saying that to say that it's impossible and crazy and video game mad and stuff, it's actually not. There is, I'm not saying it's going to happen, but to say that it won't happen at all and it's crazy, and it's, lun- it's lunacy, and that's just dumb talk, I wouldn't buy into that either. I think that they're considering everything because Dak's entering his 30s, and we've talked about this a ton off air. I can't really remember a ton of quarterbacks that got better after their 30s. None. So if you, f- <laughs> if you feel like you need your quarterback to be better, and you feel like you want to see what you can do and the trade value you can get for Dak, you let him play out to the end of this uh till the end of this tra- next trade deadline, and then you'd put together a trade package. Once again, this is just me looking at his salary cap and considering all our options. That's all I'm doing here. Well, I think the Cowboys, you're definitely stuck with Dak for at least next year and, mm-hmm. and probably beyond. And the thing is with Dak is you've got to figure out how to make him better. Um, forget all the coaching and stuff. You've got to surround him with playmakers. That's the only way, and I know he was the year past, which I thought he should have won against San Francisco when they had it here. He had Amari Cooper. Yes. Uh, he had C.D. Lamb. He had, um, oh, crap, I'm forgetting, Gallup. Cedric Wilson. Yeah, Cedric and, Wilson. And a much better Gallup. Uh, well, Cedric Will- Gallup was hurt by that mm-hmm. point. But either way, Cedric Wilson, who was very good for us. Yes. Uh, you had talent. The, the issue that you're going to face right now is you've got to get a good running back now to go along with Tony Pollard. I don't know about Zeke. I think he's gone. Well, t- and Pollard's uh, hurt. Broke, yeah, he broke Pollard, his fibula in that playoff looks, game, so yeah. who even knows what he's going to look like post that? And he's a free agent. Yeah, yeah. And so, so you're yeah. going to have to bring him back. He looks like he's going to be okay if you mm-hmm. listen to all his camp. But you're going to have to bring in a, some big-time wide receivers, playmakers. Maybe this is the year you, you do sign an Odell Beckham and then draft one. You totally missed the ball on, on Jalen Tolbert. I don't know what happened there, but it ain't working out. 
because he would have seen the field if he have. So that's to me, it becomes paramount that if you're going to go forward with this guy, which it looks like you are, you're going to have to get him weapons. He cannot. He's just not that guy. He's going to have to be relegated to a bus driver and hope to God, like you said, Tristan, that the defense can somehow play better to make up for his deficiencies, kind of like they did with Cooper Rush at the beginning of the year, and take the ball away from him and his decision-making, simplify the offense. I'll start with you there, Dylan, since I started with him last. Coaches, you talked about Kellen Moore. Dan Quinn is back. That was the news that broke today. God bless him. He wants to stay here and see something through. I don't know what Jerry Jones said to him, but this guy's yeah. gone two <laughs> straight years. We were talking about that off air. We're yeah. just, it's the best news you could get as a Cowboys oh fan. Oh my right God. Now. He's gone two straight years of entertaining just about four or five jobs a year and mm-hmm. some decent jobs. Yeah. He could have it if and he wanted. Tur- yeah, he turned them both down. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. And so to stay with Dallas, he's got Micah Parsons. I think he wants to see. He's got a connection. He wants to see this guy mature. Now we go on to Kellen Moore. The Cowboys have already got rid of six coaches mm-hmm. on the coaching staff. Kellen Moore, would you bring him back if you're Jerry Jones? Well, I mean, my dislike of how he puts a plan together has kind of been clear throughout this podcast. I want to kind of go out out here and say Kellen Moore is, I think, 34 or 35, so he's not much older than me, not much older than Dak. Okay, so he's still young. I think it's time for us to move on because I think we need a new voice in the room. I don't think he's some moron. I think he could be a great offensive coordinator, maybe even a great college head coach somewhere else, but we need a new voice in the the room. And the reason I'm saying that is because I go back to that and I, and I know it's just one game, but it's the most important game this season, right? I go back to those three minutes of that playoff game, and Dak didn't play great, right? He played awful all game. So I don't really understand why, with three minutes left, with how your quarterback's been playing, I don't understand the routes he's putting together. The I don't understand. I don't understand the. They make no sense. If you go watch them, if you go watch these all twenty twos, heck, third down and ten. You need ten yards to get a first down, right? To possibly go win a playoff game, go to the NFC Championship for essentially the first time in my lifetime. The closest receiver is 35 yards down the field. I don't it it makes no sense to me. I think Kellen Moore is creative. I think he has good ideas, but I think in crucial situations, he has not learned how to handle that well. Maybe he can go learn that somewhere else. We don't have time for him to learn it here. We need a new offensive coordinator. And I actually have a couple of ideas of who I think we should bring in. I think that my my personal favorite candidate would be a guy like Greg Roman, a former offensive coordinator of the Ravens. And here's why I say that. Because you can bring Greg Roman in, and he is now officially in charge of your run game. 
Okay, you bring Tony Pollard back. You draft some other running back, high high ish, to kind of support Tony Pollard. You move on from Zeke, and then you allow Mike McCarthy to finally do what he does best as a coach, and that's coordinate the passing game. That's an interesting idea, and and something they may. I know McCarthy was asked about who would be the play caller if indeed Kellen Moore was uh, released from his contract, and and he said that's way too soon to say. But Tristan, is there something that I mean, is is Kellen Moore? He's obviously the one thing I would say is that you can't. You look at he, we've had a good offense pretty much ever yeah. since he came in. So I don't know even and depending on what you think about Dak, he's either done it with a good quarterback or a pretty crappy or average quarterback. So yeah. is there any way he stays, or do you think he should? I. It's it's so interesting how one week can change everything, right? I mean, oh, yeah. this time yeah. last week, I mean, there were reports of him taking interviews with like the Carolina Panthers, who just uh, today uh, picked up um, Matt. Uh, what was Frank it? Reich. Uh, Frank Reich, excuse me. Fantastic um, hire for them. Yeah, great hire. But you also just watched a offense become basically benign, like just completely flat. You know, pretty much lifeless uh, against the yes. San Francisco 49ers. Absolutely. And at a certain point, you have to look around the room and go, like, what has to change? Something has to give here. And you had some success, some good offenses, some some very high-powered attacks at times. But, again, it's just good but not great. The Cowboys need to find greatness, not mm-hmm. goodness right now. And if Kellen Moore has to be that guy, because obviously Dan Quinn doesn't seem to be the issue here. Yeah, uh, McCarthy was able to lead this team, obviously, to another playoff and now victory. Um, securing his position as, hey, like we have a guy at head coach, we have a guy at defensive coordinator, we're iffy on the offense. If that's the real conversation you're having there, if that's what you're playing around in your mind, I mean, yeah, I guess Kellen Moore would have to be that guy on the chopping block. You have to do something different. I think he is. I think that the Cowboys are going to move on. I think it's because of necessity. Basically, you guys both made good points. He is the only voice that Dak has pretty much ever heard. He's been around that offense since the moment Dak got drafted. And he has not made Dak a better quarterback. D- Dak has gotten better since his rookie year, but he seems to have hit a ceiling. And this year, what I, I mentioned, we were always okay with Dak being a guy that could throw a lot, but he wasn't throwing picks. And so you knew, okay, he's not hurting us so much. Mm-hmm. We can just, like if you had last year's Dak, who only threw 10 picks and did them it, it, at times it didn't seem to matter as much, and this year's defense, maybe they're a little bit more formidable. The issue, though, is he started throwing picks, and he started getting aggressive. And it seemed like he got defensive when you asked him about those picks. Oh, I can't let them happen, but I'm going to stay aggressive. I'm going to keep throwing. I'm going to keep. That was a little bit different than we'd heard in years past. And it's obvious that Kellen has not found a way to get him comfortable enough to not make throws or – just not press so much. And it, it just it seems, again, when you're watching these things and you're watching these plays, he's just missing guys. And I don't think, like you said earlier, Dylan, I don't think that you get better. And so somebody has to go. Somebody, yes. and, it, and it also sends a message to the team, hey, we're not just – it's not business as usual here. I know it sucks. I don't think this is all Kellen's fault. I think no. if he had a better – but, you know, that's just anybody. Mm-hmm. If he had a better quarterback, hell, we'd all be – going to the Super Bowl every year. But the issue is you've got to find someone that can work with what they've got in Dak, and you've got to surround Dak with 
with high-powered weapons and take the ball, as I know it sounds weird, but take the ball as much as you can out of his hands. I, I know that a lot of Cowboys fans were not happy after that loss. They were very pessimistic, and it's, this is the same kind of feeling I had the year before. Reasons for optimism and things that you did like during the season, you say, wow, all right. Cowboys won 12 games. That's two times in a row, two seasons, first time since the 90s. Any other team around the league, they'd be going, woo I mean, we just won a playoff game. Yeah. We're getting, we're, we're getting better. Yeah. Expectations here in Dallas Expectations, are very different. That's yes, right. That's exactly right. I'll start with uh, th- that question, what you like this season. I'll start with uh, Tristan. And would you say, at the end of this, would you say this season is a failure? Well, things I like this season. I mean, it, it's, ham- it's hammering the same nail over and over again. But, heck, man, that defense is just its getting better and better every year. You've got a lot of young, star-level talent. Obviously, you've got Parsons, Diggs, as soon as he learns how to, you know— tackle be a little more be a little bit more uh, a little more forward with his shoulders uh but you have a lot of really good pieces and obviously you being led by uh dan uh, dan quinn is is doing uh, nothing but good things right but is this season a failure i wouldn't call it a failure either though i mean you obviously not winning the super bowl in the nfl is not considered success right mm-hmm. there is somewhere that you have to clean up something that you have to change something that you have to do differently so I wouldn't call this season a complete failure. You did learn a lot about this Cowboys team, a lot about what they are good at, what they can be good at. Maybe there's a good direction here, but now the success is going to have to be relying on what's the next big decision for these Cowboys. Success, failure. What do you think uh, are the things that you pull away from the season? Go yippee. Well, I mean, just like Tristan, just like every single Cowboys fan, number 11, you know, I mean, Michael Parsons, to me, is the best defender in the NFL. I think he deserves Defensive Player of the Year. Um, I think that within the next three years, he could be the best player in the NFL. I think that his ceiling is just essentially limitless. And the fact that he gets another year of Dan Quinn fills me with tons of actual, real, physical optimism, which is hard to say because... It, and I, and I've, no, I've mentioned it ad nauseum before, but I mean, you know, I'm 31 years old. I'm born and raised here in Dallas, right? So, like, I don't know, like, these 90s Cowboys and these 70s Cowboys, I only hear people tell me about them. I don't know. That's not in my world. Like, that's not what that is. Going back-to-back 12-win seasons, going to back-to-back playoff appearances is a huge success for me. And, I mean, to be honest, we built off of last year. It's like Tristan said, I mean, 31 teams are going to be pissed at the end of the year. That's just how it goes. You want to win a Super Bowl. But do I consider it a success this year? I do, because my line was go to the playoffs, win a playoff game. That was my line for success this year. Now it's bittersweet, because now we're coming out of it having the conversation that I was, quite frankly, upset and worried about having, and that's the Dak conversation that needs to be had. Because, I mean— this is a position that takes up 20-plus percent of your salary cap if he's on his second deal for pretty much every team. So, of course, you have to have this conversation because a lot of the time that can be the limit because not only do they play the most important position, but like I said, I mean, that salary cap really, really, that hit really does impact your team. No team has ever won a Super Bowl with a quarterback making more than 15% of their salary cap. Now, that might change this year with that, with, I'm sorry, with Dak, with Patrick Mahomes. But if one of the other three quarterbacks wins, that 
will continue to be the case. And so it's like you mentioned, that's going to be here for the next couple of years. My whole trade proposal is just fun cap looking kind of stuff just to cover every every stone, right? But I'm optimistic that this team will be better because I believe getting a new offensive voice in here can improve Dak. I don't think it's going to make him a lot better. I think we're about at where his ceiling is. But if we can do what Austin was talking about, if we can get those turnovers like just cut in half, we can have a much better version of Dak Prescott. So I'm optimistic this season was a success despite losing to our bitter rivals in the playoffs. If you had asked me after the first game of the season and you had said, hey, uh, this team's going to win 12 games, I'd have said, you're crazy. After that first <laughs> game, I, I never felt such pessimism because Dak was hurt. They lost 19-3, to I believe it was 19-3, to to Tampa Bay. That's they right. looked horrible in the first game of the season. No offensive rhythm, anything like that. Now you got Cooper Rush, and then, lo and behold, they won 12 games. I think on, from that front, you have to say, yeah, pretty nice. This was an absolute failure of a season, and, and I don't think you can look at it any way other than that. And for part of the reason is because, as we mentioned, the Cowboys. Cowboys are one of three teams not to even make it to the NFC Championship game since the 90s. This is Washington, Detroit, yeah, and Dallas. We just hmm. haven't done it. And that's terrible for one of the flagship, the flagship team of the NFL. And now you've got a situation where you've gotten teams that probably could have won the Super Bowl. I I think this team, talent-wise, probably could have. I don't think any team's perfect. But now you've got a situation where not only did you lose, your quarterback is, it's painfully obvious, is not good enough. So you're going to to have to now manage him somehow. You're going to have to realize that your offense cannot do the things that everyone else do uh, does, and you're going to have to game plan around it. Now you're putting more stress on your defense. I, I like McCarthy. I think he's a good enough coach. I think Dan Quinn is. But I really have pessimism that you're going to be able, even with a new uh, offensive coordinator, be able to get enough talent around the guy to be able to manage to somehow make next year better. Unless you, unless something happens that's crazy, unless we get some terrible looks of the draw. But you look at, at Brock Purdy. I was talking about him. He's trying to throw these games practically away. He looked horrible to me against the Cowboys. Even that bobble was his, the big play was the bobble, mm-hmm. which is a thirty yard. If that didn't happen, who knows where they'd be? He tried to throw picks in Seattle, that and two or three were dropped. But what's happening, he's surrounded by playmakers, and the defense is carrying his ass. That does not I mean, – Dallas's defense tried to, but yeah. we just didn't have enough playmakers, and Dak was that bad. You're going to have to now elevate – I mean, I'm talking high class. We're talking Odell in his prime. We're talking now CD in his prime. And we're going to have to get another wide receiver out there because Michael Gallup is washed. He's just – he was horrible this year. Not good. And he after had like the what? He had, I think, three games where he had over sixty yards. And they season? just gave him a big contract coming off that injury too. Yeah. Yeah. As far yeah. as like salary cap gymnastics, you got to think about man. They just invested a bunch of money into a guy that's 
and that's Ooh. and that's back set to his contract. How it's built right now, Michael Gallup is on this team. Unless you're just going to cut so much. I mean, he's not trade his, capital. He, exactly no, right. His, nobody's going to pick him up. His dead cap is almost identical to his actual salary cap for the next two to three seasons. So I, you know, he's I, I here. know that I know that I'm crazy for saying this, but that 12 wins, I, I, that just it seems like a huge fail because. Once again, the Cowboys, it's kind of like old Denny Green said, the Cowboys are who we thought they were. And I, it sucks that everyone is always right about us because it's, yeah. it's kind of you. And that's why you have to, to me, you have to change the narrative. And if you can't change that narrative, Mike McCarthy is living and probably unfortunately taking a lot of the blame that Jason Garrett set up for all those years of just being average and then when you get a good team, just losing. And so that's a lot of not his fault, but boy, have Cowboy fans put up with this. We've seen this story time after time. We've gotten that hope build up only to have it crushed. And I do, I know I'm a little older than you guys, but I do remember those 90s teams and how they dominant they were. They used to roll over people. The, the, the amount of, I guess, confidence you had going into those games, you're almost like, hey, if the Cowboys lose this game, it's, what the, someone, someone's going to get their ass cut because that just doesn't happen. Yeah. We don't have that anymore. We don't have that swagger. We might in, in the ratings and, and how much money we bring in, but we don't have that. So I'm going to give you a last word since I'm some Mr. Pessimistic. I was, you guys were right. You both picked San Francisco. <laughs> we sure were. That's I very picked unfortunate. Dallas. I went with my gut. I was dead wrong. Thank God I didn't put any money on it. <laughs> <laughs> just pride. I will say this, and, and I just want a quick one. We can't. We don't have too long. First round draft pick, I'll start with you. What position? We were picking number 26. What position would you look at first round? You know, to me, it's between three different positions. I would love for them to go get a corner. I'd love that. If not, also love wide receiver. Here's a third one that makes my stomach hurt because of the Zeke situation, and it probably is going to make a lot of people listening to this upset to say this, but... You go after a running back? When you're picking 26, hear me out, when you're picking 26, (laughs) that's pretty much like a second-round pick. If he's still there... And you bring TP back, and and you B. want John to, Robinson. That's you know <laughs> yeah, what I'm about to say. B. John Robinson. Robinson. That's, that's what I'm about to say. Because if you're going to build this run game, this run game could keep the ball out of Dak's hand, right? That could be a big part of how you're making this safer and less turnover prone. Bring back Tony Pollard. Bring in B. John Robinson. Have a little bit of thunder and lightning. That that's where I'm at with the draft right now. Maybe I'm an idiot, but that. Uh, maybe it's a shiny toy for me, but <laughs> all right. What do you got? First round draft pick. Where are you targeting? For me personally, looking at this team, man, I, I think you just keep reinforcing that defense. There's obviously seven rounds in the NFL draft. There's a whole free agency period. I think, man, you just make teams have to, you know, have a nightmare thinking about how they're going to attack that defense. I think safety or corner, defensive back. I think you have to, as I mentioned before, I think you have to do something on the offensive side of the ball. I would probably focus on wide receiver because you definitely need a number two uh, after CD. I think there will be some. I think this is a running back rich draft. I don't necessarily think you have to reach it all the way to number one to get it. I think there will be a plenty in the second or third rounds or, or beyond that you can do. And I, I like the defensive idea. I think you work on the defense, but obviously you what based on what we see, you need every weapon you can get at Dak's disposal to even have a chance to win games. That's it for America's team this week. We're going to join you next week for Super Bowl talk to see who wins against the Kansas City Chiefs and Cincinnati Bengals and, of course, Philadelphia 
and those uh, San Francisco 49ers. Anyway, until next week, I'm Austin York. That's Dylan Reed. Tristan Rhymes, America's team. Have a good one. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for well-qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com.